We are the MarketScale creator community, and these are our stories. Join us as we tell the stories of the bold creators that are challenging the status quo in the world of business media. This is the Creator's Manifesto, the podcast of the MarketScale creator community. Hello and welcome. This is the Creator's Manifesto, the official podcast of the Market Scale Creator Community. I am your host, James Preble. Thank you once again for being with us today. The Creator's Manifesto is a podcast that celebrates the talented individuals that are pushing B2B marketing forward. The filmmakers, artists, and marketers who are elevating the way that businesses are engaging their communities. The dynamic creators around the globe who are behind the art that is elevating how business gets done. I am especially honored to welcome today's guest of the Creators Manifesto because I have had the pleasure of working alongside this individual in the field on a production, Mr. Jordan Fussell. Jordan is based right here in the greatest city in the world, Dallas, Texas, and he has worked on numerous shoots for MarketScale and our clients. And aside from those shoots, he is a uh, talented videographer and photographer within his own right. Jordan is not only a trusted partner in his sharing of his creative talents with us, but also in his strategic vision and feedback that he has provided to the market scale team. He was one of the first creators that re- we reached out to here at Market Scale when we started our creator community initiative. I know that I speak for myself and the entire Market Scale uh, production team when I say that Jordan has elevated what we do here at Market Scale beyond just the shoots that he has worked on personally. So it is truly my pleasure to welcome Jordan Fussell to the podcast today. Jordan, thank you for being with me, sir. Thank you, James, for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, no, the, the pleasure is, is all mine. Um, like I said, uh, it is, you know, we have had the, the cool thing about the creator community is the, you know, literally global network of, of talented individuals that we have. And we've got to speak with a number of those folks from North Carolina, California, New York City on the show so far. But I am excited that we finally have one of our Texas-based, Dallas-based uh, creative professionals, creative partners on the show with us today. And that's a, that's a first, and it, it, uh, I'm glad that you got to have that honor. Yeah, no, it's 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 honestly a great honor. Um, I know that being in the Dallas area, there's a lot of other people like in uh, the Dallas. We have such a great uh, community of creators here in the DFW metroplex, and uh, there is there is a greatness to being the person to be the face of those creators in this moment. But they're all they're all incredible, incredible people. Uh, so it's just I'm humbled in the situation. You've been a massive part of it. I truly appreciate that. And, um, you know, I think it speaks uh, to sort of a a community within the community on what we are trying to do on a grander scale, right? Is that camaraderie, that reliance on each other, the level of uh, communication and uh, trust that we all have in our work, 
Um, you know, I know that you and I uh, communicate over text most often um, mm-hmm. because of how quickly we are arranging uh, productions or answering questions from each other. And I think um, that is the initiative that we are trying to make global. And so um, it, it's great to have uh, a member of our Dallas-based uh, creator community on, on the show with us at last. Um, so, so Jordan, we start off every single episode of the Creators Manifesto with the same question. And that question is, tell me about your origin story as a creator. I have got to work with you on a production. I have seen you in action. I want, I've had a little bit of that background story. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but I want to hear, did, did you always want to be a videographer and a photographer? You know, tell us about that journey. So, no, I didn't always want to be a photographer and videographer. Uh, I said when I, uh, video games were a very large part of my childhood. So my, my thought process was, oh, I'm going to be a video game designer. I'm going to go and do this. And then when I got to junior high, I got into theater. Uh, and so that kind of set me down more that type of like art path. Uh, what really set the, set the ground in motion was uh, I was going to be a freshman in high school and they were talking about how uh, there was, I was like looking for classes to sign up on and there was a announcements, like a morning announcements, like media class. And I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. Let's do that. Well, then the person told me that they're, uh, it's only for sophomores and up is all that can do it. And then I was like, oh, well, that's, that's really unfortunate. Uh, but my counselor was like, hey, just go talk to him. He's a, he's a new teacher. He's nice. He might let you win. Uh, so I go to the teacher. Uh, his name is Mr. Alan Morris. And he has uh, been a big influence on me uh, throughout life. Uh, and he was like, yeah, you're, you're a freshman. I, I can't let you in. That's the rules. Uh, and I was like, is there anything I could do at, like, at all? He's like, okay, well, I got to get this one video out beforehand. Here's a camera. Uh, you've got 30 minutes. Go get all these shots. And I, it was all just like random like B-roll shots around school. And I had never done B-roll before. And I was like, okay. So, did, Serious question. Did you know what B-roll was? Or were you no, just no like, idea. I need to put the camera on this thing? Yeah, he said, capture people walking. I was like, okay, got it, on list, check, done, capture trees, capture front side of building, got it, cool. Uh, and so I got them all, I like, and he was like, okay, this, I honestly thought you were not going to come back with anything good, so, but this is actually really, really good material. Uh, and so I was the only freshman in a class of sophomores and seniority uh, position, and that led me to do the pre-edited morning announcements. And then when I moved to Dallas, I was the anchor for live announcements and that kind of pushed it even more. Um, and then I eventually just went to college and studied, studied film and had a great time. And I was like, okay, this is, I, this is what we're doing. Nice. Nice. And, and, and so it was truly a moment in time, a high school teacher handing you a camera. I mean, that, that is, it's almost like the, the Spider-Man or the videographer version of Spider-Man. You, you were bit by a radioactive camera. Absolutely. Yeah, essentially that's, that's the way it went. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and you've stuck with it since. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
But this leads us perfect into my uh, second question because not only are you a videographer, but you are an incredibly talented video editor. And my favorite thing to do on this show is to brag about uh, our creative partners and how talented they are. And so you not only have the ability to, to shoot that footage in the moment, capture those moments in time on film, but then go back and really put them together so that they tell the story that we want them to tell. Um, what is it? What is it like being able to be a part of both of those uh, stages of the life cycle of media creation, if you will? Because that's that for someone who has no experience or talent in this, that is incredible to me that you. Um, you know, can see both stages of what makes a finished product. Uh, tell me about that. Does that feedback flow both directions and really honing and elevating what you do when either when you are a video editor or when you are a videographer? Absolutely. I absolutely it does. Um, th if you think think about like uh, the credit rolls at in at the ends of movies, you know, you see. You see the actors and you that longest part that you sit through to get to the Marvel credits, the bonus scene at the end, are all the people who've worked on the film. And it's that you the thing that you kind of have to remember is that like the people who are editors uh, are different from the people who are your lighting people. Your lighting people are different from the people who do the VFX for film, who do the sound. And so there is definitely a benefit to having both access to do the videography and the editing. When I started in that uh, class, I was I was an editor. That's where I started. Uh, and so I would sit there and all day for the time that we were working on class is just edit videos. Uh, and then when I got to college is when I actually started filming. And that was very beneficial because in the times of your of old, we uh, didn't do a lot of um, pre-conceptualization. We didn't do a lot of like concept boards and whatnot. So, cause we were, the people that I shot with were very like run and gun go people. So having the ability uh, on set to visualize how I want something to be and how I'm going to edit it later was great. Instead of just shooting as much as possible and then picking out this clip, this clip, and this clip, okay, and later persons, I could condone it down to like one or two shots and say, okay, I want this shot to look exactly like this. So that way, when I take it into editing, it's good to go. Uh, and that, I feel, has really smoothed out a process. Having the mindset of both a videographer and an editor really pushes the boundaries of what we are able to do for a client on set uh in order to give them like the best possible content which just drives more and more love essentially is i guess the way to put it so now you said something really interesting to me there because as someone who works on the operational side of creative media you know having that process especially with the amount of media that we create here at market scale, that's incredibly important, right? Because 
things have deadlines. Just being, you know, explicitly frank about it. You know, um, I I don't. I, I think I am not uh, revealing anything or, or going off the cuff here when I say that a, a market scale client would not love to hear that we're going to take two years on this video for you guys because we're really going to explore our creative instincts on this. But so take yourselves out of out of that, um, you know, kind of the, the structure that we have here, and just as a as a creative professional in filmmaking in general, do you find that that is still the process that you would follow, having that vision and having that flow? Because I think that there are filmmakers out there who that run and gun style try to try to get everything first and let the moment come to you would would speak to them. Would you say that that'd still be how you go about the creative process? Yeah, I, I still think I would probably, yes, I would definitely say that that would probably still be my outlook on stuff just because, uh, I would try to stay in that bubble, but try to push the boundaries of that bubble as much as possible. Uh, because you know, sometimes you have to you have to reach out, you have to get out there to like really get the uh, the shot or the expression or the emotion or the feeling that you want to convey to your audience. So um, if I, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say, but yes, I would push the limits as much as possible. Without breaking them. Without breaking them. <laughs> no, but that's important because we we always do, you know, even in the the constructs that we work in here within market scale, we try to recognize those opportunities that maybe we didn't know until we were on uh, on set, if you will, capturing some of our clients' material. Hey, this would actually be, you know profoundly impactful for this business media that we are creating. So it, it is, it, I think, like like a lot of things, it's just a balance that you have to find to where, well, we don't want to shoot nothing that we set out to shoot, but we also want to be, um, not have those blinders on to where we are. You, we lose something that could have been really, really great to get on footage. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. So, Jordan, we talk a lot about community here at Market Scale, and I know that you are well aware of this being really on the the front end of the creator community. When we are talking about making media with our clients, we talk about engaging their business community, and we we say that a lot because we truly mean that. We think that's what drives the authentic nature of the media that we create. We think that is what drives... Uh, the quality of the media that we create. Um, You, yourself, personally, you are going to be geographically, literally changing communities in the short future. Uh, The Dallas uh, creative community is losing an established member, and you will be relocating to the Boston area Tell me about that personally and, and you know, not asking for details like behind the move or anything, share with what you would like on that, but th- that's a special thing. And have you made moves to kind of establish that again in Boston? Um, you know, what, what is, what is that, that like firsthand um, a- as you make this transition? So I have never lived outside of Texas. 
uh, my uh, entire world has essentially just existed inside of an 150 mile range between here and a town called Longview, Texas, the deep east Texas, where I grew up. Um, I have also never set foot in the city of Boston, Massachusetts. Like, and it, that's going to be uh, dr- dramatic, as the best way to put it. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be a lot. Um, but every every filmmaker is not without his challenges, things that he has to do and overcome in order to succeed in capturing that vision. And so I am just looking at this as an opportunity, as a challenge in order to further uh, continue the vision that I have of my like filmmaking career. Oh, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, we have, uh, we've talked, extensively about this move because I, I grew up in in the Boston area and you know just as a as a personal note I I know that you are going to be successful in that journey and um, I it, it is kind of wonderful that I think we can set you up uh, by with the creator community as part of that transition and uh, if I'm being completely honest as a director of operations for the creator community, I'm super pumped that I know I've got a Boston shooter that I've got a great relationship going forward with. Uh, you know, that, that is a, a massive leg up for me, but it, um, I, I think that you will find, um, that it is, it's about what makes us similar, um, that really connects us and, 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 you know, the, the, the people of Boston, uh, and, and Texas are, are more alike than they may appear, uh, just, uh, through their accents. Uh, but I, I can't wait to hear about that, that journey, uh, for you. Um, you know, it, it is going to be, fall's going to be different for you. Winter's going to be different for you. Uh, but, uh, I, I think it's really exciting and, you know, we can't wait, uh, the Marcus Gale team here to continue to partner with you through that journey for you. Right. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Uh, my, uh, my current girlfriend, future fiance, uh, will eventually, uh, we're going to have a great time. Uh, and it's going to be, it's going to be a lot. She's, she's very excited because she's just like, I want seasons and the Massachusetts definitely has seasons. And so, uh, and she's also a big Halloween person and Salem's right there. She's already making plans, so I'm I'm going to have a blast. I can tell. The 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 town I grew up in is just north of Salem, and and uh, yes, they they do Halloween big in in Salem. Uh, you have you've never seen a Halloween quite like Salem, Massachusetts does. So, um, but don't bury the lead on us now. Um, you you mentioned your girlfriend. Why are, why are we heading up to Boston? Let's let's brag a little bit and give some credit where credit is due. Okay. I mean, she's like, she's kind of a smarty pants a little bit. She has her bachelor's in psychology and master's in neuroscience from UTD. And she's going to go get her PsyD, not a PhD, a PsyD in psychology with a concentration in neuropsychology at a, at William James College, uh, which is incredible that I got lucky enough to meet somebody so smart. <laughs> I, I, First, I don't even know what neuropsychology is. What I what I do know, uh, and for for I only know this from growing up in the in the Boston area. Uh, for our listeners who are not familiar with William James College, it is a uh, college dedicated to psychology. So you know this is 
um, not just a uh, an a very, very strong academic institution, but a very strong academic institution where this is their sole focus as the, the MBA of this academic field. So no, I'm glad we, we got to brag on your girlfriend a little bit there for yeah. that awesome achievement as well. It's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be, um, it's going to be a lot. The most killer part about the entire ordeal is going to be the 25 hour drive though. But uh, Hey, you gotta, someone's got to do it. You'll find, I, I mentioned, it, you know, it's the things that, that make us similar that we connect on. You'll find that Boston traffic is equally as frustrating as DFW traffic for very different reasons. Um, a town built in the 1600s, for some reason, just not really uh, a great place to build modern highway infrastructure. So uh, as you make that hour and a half drive to Salem for Halloween, uh, when it's only like uh 30 miles or so, you'll, you'll understand what I'm speaking to. And that, Absolutely. that frustration with traffic will, will, uh, will be something that you can bond over with your, with your new Bostonian neighbors. Absolutely. But I, I gotta, I gotta brag on one point. Um, the apartment that we got has a train station, a trolley station right next to it. And it's a 30 minute trolley ride to Fenway. And I can't like, I can't beat that. That's, that's going to be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, there's there's nothing like uh, baseball at Fenway, so I, I'm in, I'm incredibly jealous there. <laughs> now, so Jordan, the the we begin every episode of the Creators Manifesto with the same question, and we end um, every episode of the Creators Manifesto with the same question as well. And it's actually where the podcast. Uh, series got its name from. Um, so what is Jordan Fussell's personal creator's manifesto? What is the mindset or focus that you bring to your work in both videography and video editing on a daily basis to continue to elevate your creative work? How do you balance those, those business demands that everyone has in, in what they do to make a living while still pursuing your creative elevation? So that's a wonderful question. Um, Thank you. So, <laughs> um, we I did the podcast after that question. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so having to work with clients and then also continuing to push my creativity out is at first was a little difficult um, because when I came in to start working for market scale, you know, big corporation, um, lots of clientele, very uh, big names in the field. I was like, oh, this is going to have to be cookie cutter, cut and dry, same shoot every way kind of situation. And I was thinking to myself, oh, this is going to dry me up pretty quickly on sense of creativity. But I have been actually very very surprised on how like welcoming and light and like able to like experiment uh and willing for experimentation and creativity to go in that some of these very much larger companies have that like when you look at some of their branding and like uh like business model plans you're just like this doesn't feel like this would be them at all uh but uh, it's been the complete opposite. I've had the ability to really expand my thought process, expand my creativity, uh, and push my message into their work 
uh, as much as I possibly can while still also delivering the content that they enjoy and want, which has been a very wonderful uh, moment in my life. And I'm enjoying that. Oh, I, I appreciate hearing that. You know, we, we do truly make the effort to be creators first, even when, even people like myself who have no business behind a camera and no business doing video editing, that, that vision for what the end product looks like, whether it's a podcast series or a live broadcast or a, um, or an on-site shoot that is going to get, uh, you know, edited into a beautiful finished end product video to really push those boundaries and be creative first, because that's what yields those results that you're not watching. Um, you, you are watching a, a video that has business initiatives, but it is as engaging and as compelling as, as a piece of fiction or as a story about someone's lives, because uh, those are the cool things that our clients are doing. And so I, I truly appreciate hearing that. Is there a, you know, without giving specifics on names, day, places, uh, an example of that that comes off the top of your head? Um, actually, you know, actually, yes, there is. Um, I actually, it was a very recent video, um, and it was for one of our clients uh, that, which it, it was super weird when it showed up in the studio feed. But it was uh, it was a baseball team. It was all the clips from a baseball team, like eight U, uh, and they had won their series championship. Uh, I think they went thirty two and twelve, uh, and they were like, "Hey, we need somebody to edit this." And I was like, "Okay, that's fine. I'll pick this up. This seems like fun." Uh, and I was like, really, uh, imp- first off, just completely side note: these kids. These eight-year-old, eight and under children, um, I saw inside the park home runs. I saw like beautiful steals. I saw amazing diving catches coming from these eight-year-olds. I was like, my father is disappointed because I was not athletic <laughs> as a child. Some quality um, baseball, huh? Absolutely, some quality baseball. They were great. Um, and giving the chance and. The video came in on Friday, and I um, was busy packing. I've been just busy packing. The video on Friday, I figured, okay, we'll turn it in on Monday. And uh, the person who is the DSM on the thing, he was like, hey, um, there are team meetings, like, Sunday. Uh, and messaged me at, like, 8 a.m. on Sunday. He was like, hey, can you finish this? Um, and I was like, perfect. Yeah, so I spent all day editing it. And it was um, – I really, really just packed it in, and I did a whole – sports action like rock track background kind of situation going on and it was i i was like this is this is good this is good i'm happy with this content and i got nothing but rave reviews from the children from the parents they were like this is one of the best clips we've ever seen of our kids thank you so much for doing that and it's coming we kind of get the same notes coming in from clientele uh like some of the bigger names will be like, yeah, this video was really good. Uh, thank you. Thank you for making this. Uh, but there's something, there's something really nice about like what is essentially almost like a one-on-one like interaction response back to saying like, thank you so much for doing this for our kids, like kind of situation. Anything we do with like kids on market scale, we always get wonderful reviews back on. And it's so wonderful. I just, 
kids are nice. I just, they're, they're a fun time to shoot videos for. Um, and so it's, it's always, it's always slightly just feels just like a little more genuine though, because they're, they're like kids videos. And so it's, uh, it's always just a nice little touch. No, it's, it's, I think I think it's important to see that side of a business organization as well. Um, right. You know, the value beyond the bottom line, um, and and I agree. I do feel it is necessary to mention for our audience that Market Skill does not film children without the explicit consent of their parental <laughs> units or guardians. Um, that that being said, um, no, I I love. Uh, those those cultural insights into an organization on on what they are doing as well um, on what like I said make uh, makes it a passion rather than a job and so uh, that's a, that's a great story I appreciate you sharing it with us Jordan yes yeah uh, that was yes it was it was a uh, it was a good time <laughs> perfect well. Jordan, I want to thank you again so much for being on the Creators Manifesto with us today. Um, I know that you're going to be a rock star up in Boston. I cannot wait for you uh, to anchor the Boston creator community in the same way that you have anchored the Dallas creator community. You have uh, all of Market Scales. Thanks for being such a big part of that. Uh, and thank you again for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and I can't wait to get to Boston and get someone on one time with the clients out there and just uh, keep growing, keep growing and going. Perfect. Perfect. Well, and thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of the Creators Manifesto. If you are interested in having a podcast series for your organization, please check out marketscale.com to learn more about how we can make that happen for you. Once again, I am your host for the Creators Manifesto, James Preble. Thank you again for being with us today.